0: good evening everyone my name is Jerry Tanawan. with me is my ex girlfriend and now my wife Ninita. we've been married for almost 29 years by the grace of God they asked me how in the world you've been married for 29 years I said when I was still in Fitos, I fell in love with my wife. That's why. But uh, we've been married for almost 29 years, and God blessed us with three precious children. All of them are boys, and all of them look handsome because they look like their mother. Uh, uh, I would like to start from my oldest son. He is 27 years old, and. Uh, In the Philippines, by profession, he is an educator, he is a teacher, and the Lord did some work in his life when he was still in in high school years, and uh, he just knew that the Lord was calling him into the full-time service, but just did not know where to uh, minister for the rest of his life. And so in 2020, the Lord allowed him and myself to travel to the country of Vietnam. And uh, after several months in Vietnam, the Lord confirmed to him that it was the mission field where God wants him to serve him. So uh, he is now surrendered himself to be a missionary In Vietnam. Could you please pray for him? We haven't sent him formally yet. We are looking forward to send him by 2024 as we celebrate our Pearl anniversary. The second son is 21 years old. He just recently graduated from the Bible College and he is also uh, called by the Lord into the full time service. His name is Lister John Tanawan that he is handling our fourth church plant. If you see the the guy there uh, and wearing eyeglasses, that's him. Uh, he is handling our fourth church plant. And so him and his oldest brother will be uh, ordained into the gospel ministry on 2024, and during the time that he surrendered into the full-time service, it was the time that Pastor uh, Petroco, Pastor Serrano, and Pastor Darrell were our guest speaker for our World Missions Conference. It was the year that uh, my son surrendered into the full-time service. And so I just like to thank the Lord for... Uh, the calling of Pastor uh, Petroco and was his willingness to obey the Great Commission and also travel to the Philippines. That's why I get connected with Pastor Mike, and I just praise the Lord that uh, when I call him way back on August about you know helping me uh, being able to find the church, that he was more than willing to connect us with your great church here at Mountain View Baptist Church, and I am just so grateful and thankful tonight, delighted that my wife and I could be with you, and I think uh, this morning uh, we were able to help with the, I don't know what's the term that you use, Pastor, for the... Calling, okay, cooling of the... Uh, excuse me if my pronunciation is not right. I came from the Philippines, <laughs> and so uh, might be my pronunciation and dictions are not good enough, but nonetheless we are we so appreciate what you do was able to see behind the scenes that is even before I would always tell them that you know when you handle these materials, make sure that we give them to people that can really kind of promise that they are going to take a look on it because we all know that not only the finances of it we want to be a good steward of the manifold Mm -hmm. grace of God and when it comes to finances as well so I just want to say thank you tonight for allowing us to come with that did you see the presentation there so many ministries that we have by the grace of God and one of those is the distribution of gift giving in the Philippines, and if you see that we go to this hospital near our place, uh, we would distribute gifts to them, uh, costing about 8 to $10 per bag, and inside of it were John and Romans. There was a time that we were able to distribute those with the John and Romans there, and I'll just to give you this, uh, I hope that this would encourage you that Uh, You're doing uh, uh, something that is really pleasing the Lord and changing lives there in the Philippines. One patient received a a Janan Romans. He was, you know, laying in bed, and he finished already reading the Janan Romans. He's been reading it. And a friend of mine who is a nurse. You know, was checking on the patients, and it so happened that this patient was uh, was able to receive the John and Romans. And uh, Brother John, whose name is John, saw the John and Romans, and he asked, "Where did you get those?" And he said, "Well, uh, somebody just came and distributed these things. In fact, they have a gift. They have the bread and all this." And when Brother John looked at the back of the John and Romans, we put the name of our church there also. And so, oh, it's Layson Baptist Church. Oh, I know the pastor there and we're friends. And so, make the long story short, Brother John started witnessing to the men. Using the John and Romans. And the man got saved. So many stories that can be told. And so please continue to just be faithful, engaged in that ministry because you're changing lives not only here in the United States of America, even in the Philippines. And so I just thank the Lord that your church is is involved in this. Thank you for your obedience to the great commission and thank you uh pastor matt uh mom and Mam lisa pastor petroko just the rest of you uh we surely enjoy our short visit here in south dakota and we enjoyed earlier today uh, seeing not only you but also the four faces of those presidents and i'm telling you you have a this is wow i I just see it in the news, I just read it in newspaper, and now, right in my two naked eyes, I can see it. (laughs) In fact, I told uh, Pastor Petroco and Mom Lisa that, you know, I was able to meet Abraham Lincoln and the rest of those guys, at least the three of them, twice during this visit because the Lord allowed us to go to uh, dc also and i met there i had a picture with abraham lincoln and uh, thomas jefferson and uh, washington and so th- this is really a blessing amen yeah, you know when you serve the lord the bible says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you just serve the lord many things will be added to you. Many things will be added to you. And I just praise the Lord tonight that in a few minutes, I'll be able to share to you the word of God. When Hurricane Hayan struck us there in the Philippines, so many questions were asked. So many questions were asked. And one of those many questions that were asked is of all the cities in this world, why Tacloban City? What will happen to us now? Can we ever recover? Where do we go now? With what you have seen in the presentation, it was like a little bit of what you saw than what we saw there in the Philippines nine years ago. Even if it happened nine years ago, the memories is still alive. It is still fresh in our minds and in our hearts. We will never forget that typhoon. Somebody said, Hurricane Hayan will come back and will say Sorry. Uh, we said, never mind, you are already forgiven. Never come back. <laughs> Can we ever recover? Where do we go now? Some have, even have their exodus. So many left the city. And in fact, I was one of those that were invited to, to just exit from the city because it was, it was a total devastation. I told them, if you want to be in Exodus, I want to be in Genesis. Because Genesis is all about beginning. Where are we going to get our food? You are going, if you are observing, when the hurricane Hayan, struck us, there were 50 to 60 of us in that room there. And the first thing after it hit us for four straight hours, In every direction, twenty to 30,000 people died. It wasn't reported properly. Ships were put to land. It wasn't only one ship that you saw. There were almost 20 ships that were put to land. And after it slowed down for four hours straight, We were left with this devastation. And the first concern was food. My wife immediately approached me. And told me. We do not have enough rice. (laughs) Filipinos love to eat rice. Thank the Lord Pastor Mike said. We do not have rice. And I told him. We will find (laughs) ways. And today. Uh, Praise the Lord, Pastor Mike took us to a Mexican restaurant and they have rice there. I told them, I told my fellow Filipinos, I said, if you claim to be a Filipino and you don't love rice, you better check your DNA because we Filipinos love to eat rice whether you like it or not, even if it's just, you know, a soy sauce or a salt coupled with the rice. We survive. You here, you don't have those, uh, what do you call that? That role, what? You panic the tissue papers. I heard it in the news. People in America panic because there are no tissue papers. In the Philippines, we don't panic when it comes to those things, we just run to the mountain. And things are taken care of immediately. (laughs) And so my wife told me, we do not have rice. I was able to drive to the west because for some reason, the typhoon did not really hit so much, Pastor, the western summer area. Pastor Petroko was able to travel with me to one of the church plants. It did not really hit so much. For some reason, I don't know why, but the, the west was not hit that hard. And so I was able to travel to that place, but I could only like buy several kilos. But can you imagine 50 to 60 eating rice? But the Lord was so good that he provided for us. And so so many stories to be told. But tonight we never have that question. By God's grace, we never have the question about, you know, how are we going to survive? Where are we going to get our water, our rice, or whatever? We never have that question. But rather, we ask the question, why did God allow us to survive? Because we could have been one of those. Our neighbor, several of them, died in the next subdivision several families died because there was a storm surge that came in people thought that you know the water would not that go higher and higher so some house were like you know the regular in the philippines the regular height from the ceiling is between eight to ten feet and so some they they went to the ceiling They went to the manhole and kind of escaped. But the water just started to go up. And so they still have the roof. They were stuck there. Several families died. We could have been one of those. It took almost a month to retrieve the bodies in our area. Just imagine. In our area alone, it almost took a month to retrieve this bodies so we 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 asked i asked the question what is god's purpose why he allowed us to survive i'm for uh, for sure uh uh, persuaded that first of all the very reason why god allowed us to survive so that we could glorify his name so that we could attribute it to the power of god why we are still alive because the storm surge came in, but the water did not come into the building where we were at. Who can we contribute it, attribute it except to the Almighty God? He allowed us to survive so that we can speak to the rest of the people that we know and, and come across with that. It wasn't about us, it was about the power of God being manifested to us. It's not only something to do with glorifying God, but I believe tonight it has something to do with the great commission of God. If you have your Bibles tonight, I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter number 28. The book of Matthew, chapter number 28, quickly tonight. And I believe it has something to do with the great commission of God. And so, if you would open your Bibles, please quickly to the book of Matthew, chapter number number twenty-eight, beginning from verse number uh, number sixteen down to verse number twenty. Allow me to read this passage of scriptures to you this evening. And the Bible says in verse number sixteen. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus has appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. These verses, these scriptures this evening that we just read, this is commonly called the great commission of God. So that tonight, allow me to speak on a message entitled, the great commission of God in layman's term. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you, we thank you, we magnify your name. Thank you for the privilege of standing behind this pulpit and deliver your message. I pray that the Holy Spirit would empower me, enable me, for thy servant acknowledges tonight that without you he can do nothing. I pray that you would, your name is exalted, the saints are edified, and sinners would be evangelized tonight. We praise you, we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The great commission of God in layman's term. By the way, church tonight, the great commission is not the great suggestion. Amen. The great commission is not the great suggestion. I hope tonight that we are not treating the great commission as the great suggestion, it is the great commission. I told you earlier that the very reason why personally that we were preserved by God it is to magnify glorify his name but I believe also that it has something to do with the great commission of God because he still wants us to spread the gospel not only locally but globally. As well. And I thank God that your church just, I prayed earlier and I just thank the Lord. I said, Lord, thank you for this church where I am right now because this church has the same vision that we have there in the Philippines to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. The Great Commission in layman's term, allow me to speak to you on this message. Three things. Three things tonight. First of all, the Great Commission of God, it is not complicated. It is not complex. Now you and I tonight would agree that there are things in this world that are complicated. There are things in this world that are complicated. Now before Hurricane Hayan struck us the people from the weather forecast were saying this is going to be a super typhoon and we are going to have a storm surge. People did not understood those two words, storm search. It was so complicated to the ears of the people. In other words, it wasn't layman's term. In fact, I have a friend who graduated, has an economics uh, uh, uh He finished economics in the University of the Philippines. And on November 7, during nighttime, she was washing their clothes, doing laundry. And November 8, we were struck by the strongest hurricane ever to make a landfall. If people did understood that there is going to be a storm surge, I for myself will not be doing a laundry. Because I know it will just get wet. And it's going to be messy. People did not realize. The word storms. If they could have used like the words tsunami. And the word tidal wave. They are very. uh, It was common. Because if you remember before. Hurricane Hyan struck as Japan got hit with a tsunami. In 2012, they were hit by a tsunami. If if those weather forecasts just explained it more like this is like a tsunami, then we for ourselves will never stay at the church. Even we would be going as far as we can because we know that water will rise where. Depending on where you are in Tacloban City and the nearby municipalities, the highest of the water was around 90 feet. That is why those ships were put to land. People did not understand. But if you are going to dissect the great commission of God for us today, It is not complicated. If you are going to take a look on the terms that were used, it is terms like going, preaching, teaching, discipling, witnessing, baptizing. Those words are not complicated. Jesus did some illustrations. It's like farming. Somebody sow the seed. It's like fishing. Somebody follow me and I will make you fishers of men. When Jesus Christ led the Samaritan woman, he he made himself the pattern of how you are going to witness to a person. They were talking out of that well there, and the lady was getting water. He used water as an illustration. Now, I could agree with you tonight that the Great Commission could become complicated to me and to you and to every one of us tonight if we are not willing to obey it. If we are not willing to obey it, then it will be complicated to us. But tonight it is not complicated because we have the Holy Spirit of God that number one, educates us. We have the Holy Spirit that enables us. We have the Holy Spirit that empowers us. Number two, we not only notice that the great commission of God, it is not complicated. The great commission of God, it has not changed. Amen? The great commission of God has not changed. Notice, first of all, its message has not changed. We live in a fast changing world. The cell phones that we have, I'm telling you, you can do banking there, you can order food there. I won't be surprised that one day, hamburger will come out from the cell phone and you will just have to eat. I mean, this is a fast. Changing world, and even in theology, not only in technology, even in theology, if we are not careful, a lot are changing. The message has not changed. But you know what? During the time, I want us, I know you have seen this most probably, and you have seen this. But just a reminder of us how Satan really wants to change the message of the gospel Look at Matthew chapter number 28, 11 to 15. You are going to see here how Satan was wanting to change the message. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the priests all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole away. Stole him away while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews. Until this day. If you would examine Matthew chapter number 28. Prior to the great commission of God. Prior to the, to the declaration that you have to preach the gospel. To the ends of the world. This is the story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They were saying do not tell them that Jesus rose from the grave. They're changing the message. And it is sad, some are changing the message, even using money today. They used money here. Don't you not realize today, they would spend by the thousands, millions, billions of dollars, so that they could change the message. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the message has not changed. Salvation is by grace through faith. In Jesus Christ. So many are trying to change it. But tonight we always say. If it broke. Please don't fix it. It hasn't changed. Its message has not changed. Its messenger has not changed. Its messengers has not changed. Individually. You and I that are saved. Corporately. The church tonight. Listen to this. The great commission of God wasn't given to individual people. It was given to a local church so that the great commission could have its perpetuity. The church could perpetuate because if it was given to a certain person only, then we do not have the great commission of God because today they're already dead. But tonight, its messengers hasn't changed. Its maintenance hasn't changed. When we send the gospel, when we send the light, somebody must pay the light. And it is through faith promise giving. It is through grace giving. When we were hit by Hurricane Hayan, it was our 20th anniversary. And it was our 20th World Missions Conference. Even despite of the devastation, after four months, we had our 20th World Missions Conference. The Great Commission, it is not complicated. It has not changed. Its message has not changed. Its messengers has not changed. Its maintenance has not changed. The last one tonight, the Great Commission in layman's term, it has not ceased. You will never see it in the Word of God that there is this cease and deceased order. You'll never see it in the Word of God. You would see the opposite of it. In fact, in the New Testament, pastor was Talking about you're going to have the, a, a lesson on the book of Acts. If you want to know the history of the, ch- of the church, go to the book of Acts. The church, the first century church, were commanded not to preach in the name of Jesus Christ. You stopped doing it. The government tried to stop us through this pandemic. Oh sorry, pandemic. But you listen to this, there is no such thing as cease and desist order because the chief, the commander-in-chief says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. If you dissect, if you study those verses, there is no option at all but to obey it. Whatever is the situation, government should never regulate us. It should be God that should regulate the people. Also tonight, Go is still the marching order of the commander-in-chief. In In Acts chapter number 5, verse number 42, if you would open your Bibles, please. Acts 5.42. The Bible says tonight in Acts 5.42, And they in the temple and in every house they cease not to teach and preach. Jesus Christ, during this pandemic, our fifth church plant was born. Our fifth church plant was born. During Yolanda, we continued. Why? Because God's word is not bound. May we never be complacent to this great commission, but committed. Let it be our first concern. Father in heaven, thank you for the privilege of sharing your words. Be glorified now in Jesus' name. Amen.